left. Only two episodes left, but only, we moved we forward. We only have six and seven. We did been... move forward a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't move too far forward as far as the page count goes. So there's, there's honestly, there's a lot of things that should have been happening by now and that are happening simultaneously that they're just apparently not doing. I don't know. Anyway, the monkey's wearing his seatbelt. Wait, did you intro anything? That was it. That was the intro. That was terrible. Okay. The monkey's wearing a seatbelt. All right. Yes, the monkey is wearing seatbelt uh, in. See now, now you've made it weird because that that whole <laughs> that whole bit of me, I was just gonna go into it, and now you've made it weird. I thought you were gonna go into a an intro thing. You know, like that okay, was so it. we've watched several. You know, seasons so far, and every episode starts off with something. They show something, and then it goes into a title card, right? So I thought that's what you were doing. No. All right. Okay. Start it right when I say we only have two episodes left. That's it. I, that was the start. All right. Monkeys and now in a you've made belt. it weird. You've made it weird for the people. <laughs> no. Monkeys in a seatbelt. That's weird. The monkey's wearing a seatbelt. so cute. Because seatbelts aren't a thing in their world, apparently. <laughs> that's so so uh, we open up. Mrs. Coulter is fully in, uh, as you call it, Earth Prime. Yes, she is. She's there. She's um, kind of at awe with the quote unquote freedom that she sees around, I guess. You know, uh, is she women, women is she sitting disgusted? at the. Uh, no, I think I don't think she's disgusted. And we'll talk about this later. I, I, I have, you know, it's not a theory. It's just how I, I view her opinion on the world because i feel like in the book you don't get any of this right no this all yeah you don't see her until much later you don't okay. see her like chilling in this world okay so then i i, I think i think she has a um a more an even more now disdain for her own world seeing how things could have been for her you know, that is the implication the show makes later on. But yes, yes, yes. And so so but Charles is very sorry. Boreal is very quick to tell her, you know, you know, it looks like they have freedom, but really they don't. You know, their their government is twice as as strict or uh, what does he say? Corrupt as the magisterium is. And then he I goes mean, into like a thing on capitalism. He's not totally wrong, depending on where you live in the world. Um. I mean, I would uh, not say that the UK government is significantly worse than the Magisterium. Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't. You know, I would say probably the same thing. But I oh, mean, wow. he's he's been there for some time, so you know, he kind of. I would think he's well traveled in that world as well. As much money as he has. I mean, as a spy, he would have been. I don't know. As a businessman, why wouldn't a businessman, a collector of things yeah. from all around the world? So yeah, there yeah. you go. But it's a it's a culture of consumerism, Aaron, not faith. I mean, aren't we? <laughs> they like <laughs> going, we he like goes into it. He's like, fuck capitalism. Fuck this place. I mean, okay. Uh, I mean, he made his money kind of off of Right? That's what I'm saying. Stuff, so like you are not know. above this, sir. You participating. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where he got all that, you know. I get off the high horse. But I think that's just old world, him in the other world thinking type of situation. Would so you say it's Old Testament him? I probably no. I wouldn't say it's wow. Old Testament. It's, Let's wow. see, it's, see it's, what you're trying let to Let me do. make a religious joke, all right? <laughs> That's terrible. Let me make a religious joke. But but he okay, so we find out later 
that he's got like a, a business over here. Apparently like so, yes. Like he's the, you know, the top dog. I really want to know how long he's been over there. Like how long did it take to... It has to have been decades. I don't know that they, they never yeah. say in the book, but it, I mean, they talk about how he was like a spy for the security services. So like he made a name for himself. It's been a while. It's got to be decades for a, a black guy like that to just up and start a business in like a year of trading things. Nah, nah. I mean, he's, I don't think he's black in the book, so I don't think that pan. We're talking about the way. show though. We're talking I'm, about I, the show. So, uh, but I don't want to breeze over Mrs. Uh, Coulter, you know, staring down the the woman there with her uh, child, and mo- I oh, don't yeah, know. So she's just the sad mom. So that's that's what I that's why I wanted to touch on it because I know you would probably think that is a little weird since it's not that way in the book, you know, since she's not the sad mom. But like they keep playing to it. They keep playing they do. to. They do. I want to be mommy or I, I want to at least protect my child type of thing. There's like, like, okay. There's a characterization of her that they're trying to work toward in a way that it just doesn't manifest in the books. And like, I can see where they may get it. It's, oh, I don't know. They're just manifesting things that are different, I guess. Well, and I don't know if we established this, you don't like that or you just think it's just weird. I just think it's weird and I don't love the, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Lyra where like, I felt like they were changing her to make her more likable for the audience. And I'm like, no, just leave her the way she is. Just leave her the way she is. Okay. You don't need to be okay. handing us all this stuff. But uh, yeah, so she's she's in there. She's, she's seeing all of this. Uh, apparently for the first time, um, she didn't even know that this is where Charles went. Boreal went. I was just reading the book passages, and they still call. I was going to say, why do you keep point. calling him Charles? Because they still call him Charles in the book. He's the B man. Come on, Boreal. We don't know at this point that he's Boreal. We don't mm. know. We don't. So know even yet. oh, because she hasn't spoken to him yet, right? In this world, this yeah, this whole scene is not there. Okay, I was going to say like, if how are they writing in the book if she's speaking to him? Like, what is she? Okay, what is she um, calling him again? I'm sorry, what Carlo. What? Carlo, thank you. Okay. It's his first name. Yes. Okay. You a, are you upset with the Carlo? Is she a little too familiar for your tastes? No, it's, 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 and we'll get into it because you're about to come up to the, you know, his motivations and everything like that. Um, it's, it's a play. It's, you know, it's to uh, get on your good side. You know, I'm uh, calling you by your first name all the time. We're friends. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so it's a play, but I understand. But while they're uh, having a nice, lovely day in the park, Will and Lyra are planning their heist. Yeah. Uh, They're drawing on tables. They're making little maps. And actually, I kind of like that they figured out, you know, that, you know, hey, this is just a world over top of another world. So if we cut open here, it'll show us, you know, the exact same well, spot. One of the things that the they, they figure out pretty quick with the knife is that it's like a one to one, like wherever you are in one world is where you will be in the other one. So at one point they're like, I don't remember if it's when they're in the tower, but they're up somewhere high and he cuts a window and he looks out and it's just a straight fucking drop. It's a drop like a hundred feet down. He's like, okay, so we can't go through here because there's no mm. building here in the other world. What if somebody was standing in a spot that you were trying to cut on the I other side? I was thinking about that recently. Like what if you tried to cut into like the middle of a wall or something, you know? And you're just inside somebody's, you know, body or something. Gross. I do not have an answer for that. All right. Okay. 
I guess but, they don't uh, say it in the book. Right. They, I don't know, they don't. Um, but then, so they kind of just give us that. That's your little, like, oh, look, they're heisting just as your transition, so you don't have to show them driving back. But Coulter and Boreal go back to his place. Of she course. She sees his hideous entryway. Uh, that probably was the deal breaker for her, uh, to be honest. Uh, it was gross. But it's fine. It was, those it, windows, the like, it's like it was just like it old. didn't even belong to that house. It looked like an old person's like. It did. Uh, it was hideous. House, and yeah. then they like pan yeah. the camera to the rest of the room. I was like, this is nice. What yeah. is this? Yeah. But he goes in and he's showing off all his toys. He said, look, I got this. Look, I got a piece of the Berlin Wall. This is worth, you know, a price of a bread wool in our world. And I came here and I sold it for whatever. And she does not care. Yeah. he And this is when I first got the full um, scope of his motivations. Because, you know, throughout the first season and this season, I've been saying, like, I like his character because he's got his own motivations outside of what the the magisterium wants or whatever he's not like a, an agent of them and, and now you know whatever. that it's to get into her pants uh it's to create a life with her as well not just to get into her pants but so here's the thing i like and pants. don't like this i like and don't like this so i like the fact that um that it's a believable motivation for a character um and like like We've known people to kind of do this before, you know, go and um, acquire basically wealth to get the attention of somebody they're interested in um, and not even just be a like on a personal level. Right. You know, like um, to, to quote unquote buy love as opposed to being more of a uh, conversationalist or, you know, even trying to get to know the person. But who is um, that? But I got more on that too later when we when we get into the, uh, to the later episode. But um, so I like that. I like the believable motivation type of situation. But now I feel like he can just be a puppet. Like you see his weakness before. Or you never saw his weakness before, but now I do. Like right. This is this is it, and this is what I'm talking. He's manipulable. Yeah, he's yeah. There's there's his his Achilles heel. Hey, Carlo, you know, I'm a little thirsty. Like, eh, let's call me Boreal. Let's, uh, wow. you know, because in the other world, he's Lord Boreal. But right? he always calls her Marisa. Yeah, well, because in the other world, she's a woman. That's what it is. Wow. I'll call you, uh, you know, Box if I feel like it. In the other world, really? Is that the first thing you come up with? Uh, it's the first thing in front of me. So <laughs> if. You know, it, it doesn't matter. But in, you know, in a world where they are equal, it, you know, hey, it's it's Carlo. You know, I can I can play to your, you know, your interest in me and wow. your affection for me. And I can, you know, you're my agent, basically. And so at that point, I'm like, ah, come on, bro. Come, you know. Well, and he very much did because he's talking about how or she asked why he took the alethiometer. And he's like, well, first of all, I stole it because I wanted something from her. I wanted it and I took it. Uh, but he says that he stole it because it was a way to draw Lyra in. And Mrs. Coulter wants Lyra. Yeah. He's like, so I did all this for you. And she's just yeah. like, OK, all right, then. Like, I guess we'll go with that. But that's just somebody that doesn't know a person that they're interested in. Her tension and her her focus and goals aren't. To find some type of, you know, love interest, bro. I'm trying to get my daughter back here. Like, wh what did you think this was? 
<laughs> like, you, you know, you're going to get into, you know, my pants through my daughter. Gross. Oh, no, <laughs> it's not this? that. It's through mood music. Oh, best scene in the in the whole thing. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. my God. He best had scene. a whole plethora of music in the 21st century and whatever garbage he put on. I would have turned him down, too. But it was I like a song. I like it because he's from another world that probably does not have as much experience in music. He's like, so, these speakers are wonderful. Shut the so, fuck up, dude. I, I was really hoping the lights would have went down a little bit. And, <laughs> and everything. Like, he, he tried so hard. But it's just, it's somebody from a foreign place that, you know, that has no, I feel like, no social skills whatsoever. But I like It was so weird. It. That was a funny scene. It was a very she funny scene. could not have cared any less. He's, like, talking about how great his speakers are. And she's just like, I don't want to be here. And I liked it that it was over, like, over-expressive with her face. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, okay. Can we turn this off? Can we, can we turn whatever this is off, you know, and get to... So... Yeah, I like it though. It was good. Well, good eventually he addition. does turn it off because he yeah, he, does. he starts talking about Mary Malone, and she suddenly gets very interested, and she's like, "Turn this shit off and actually speak to me." Mm, yeah, business time. Yes, the the not not the fun business. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I so they're you know, talking I, about they're talking about Mary Malone, and she's got you know. Well, as her mother, all I want to do is keep her safe. So I want to know what like who's filling her head with things, and what is she being told. Uh, so who is this woman and what what's going on? And so he's talking about, you know, they're actually studying dust. They have some idea of what it is, but not really. Uh, and then apparently she just goes to see her. Yeah, she uh, I mean, she's a driven character. She that has does not happen goals. in the book. Oh, well, there's, in the, there's no in the show between the two of them and the show. I get that, at least in her own world, uh, she you know, she knows, hey, I can go get things done or if I have to get things done, I need to press forward because I'm already um, I'm already pushed down by society because I'm a woman. So, yeah, I'm just going to go. And that's just how I perceive Mrs. Coulter. And it makes even more sense now because is the next scene her in front of her or do we switch some places? I feel like we switched someplace else first. Right. Uh, I think that's when we go to the magisterium. OK. And they have their little uh, Darth meeting together because yeah. well, they because well because we have the scene of coulter like finding clothes at boreal's house that apparently he has stockpiled for her because he didn't know what she would prefer because he's it, he's enamored with her but it's he's, just he's more a, he's too much he's too much it, it's just more uh goes that he's in love with the idea of this woman and not who she is so and then we get like, that moment where, like, she's all smiley and oh, thank you. And the second his back turns, she's like, I fucking hate this guy so much. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's literally, uh, he's in love with the idea. She's a big time dresser over in her world, right? Mm. Classy, got money, all that type of stuff. So, you know, he probably thought this is what will get her, you know? Jeans. But, you know. Yeah, I really wish she wore them. I really wish she wore them. <laughs> she would not be caught dead. I, I would I would really like that. But yes, we go we go over to the magisterium. They're having their their super secret dark council meeting. Uh, and I don't remember what the line is around it. All I remember is one of them going, and heaven help us, women. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best line from the whole meeting. Don't you remember what yeah. was said around it? Yeah, they. this is the second episode that they've really driven home that women are evil. Um, they just don't like women. Yeah. And, and I mean, but they hey. want to they want to issue like a public denial of the anomaly is what they're saying. Which, I just don't understand that. Right. Like, how do you deny that existence? You can see it. Yeah, that's what I was like. OK, the sun doesn't exist. Everybody just, you know, close your eyes. Don't look the mm-hmm. other way. But it's a giant light in the sky. What are you guys talking about here? So, uh, yeah. But in the middle of that, um, we, we get a little uh, knock on the door. And there's a message saying that uh, the Justice League apparently came through and uh, killed 24 of their people, you know, and then referring to the witches. Can we talk about the fact that there are three massive Zeppelins with 24 people? Uh, how much people did Those it take to run a 24 Zeppelin? 24 people could have fit on one Zeppelin. Why were 24, there 24? Uh, no, 24 died. That's all they said. Oh, so anybody, died. do you think anybody could have survived that raging inferno they left they, behind? They had paratroopers in the other episode. No, people they're diving all out. Every you don't person know? in there is dead. That's ridiculous. 20, 24 people. That's all they killed. That's all they got. I'm saying paratroopers yeah, so they, made it out and engineers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they uh they find out that the witches have just decimated their their little zeppelins. Because that's a thing that they can do. And that they have crossed over to the other side, which is the real problem. Because then they start talking about, well, the, the witches could come back and bring, quote unquote, corrupting influences into this world. Whatever the heck that means. Like, literally, anything whatever the heck that, that means. That that goes against the church. Anything that goes against anything the church says. Uh, oh, okay. But then, and so, in all of this, you kind of have this undercurrent of... Nobody knows where Mrs. Coulter went. She's been missing since your inauguration, Cardinal. Um, and they're kind of looking for him for answers. They're like, you kind of vouched for this woman. Um, where the fuck is she? Hey, he does not know. Yeah, all, all coming from, from the spider dude. I don't know what his name is. Or like, uh, I have no idea. I know what his importance is to the scene. You know, he's the one kind of putting more pressure on the Cardinal with all this, you know, Coulter contact. Um and I understand why he chose to do what he did after they got the message saying 24 of our people uh, got killed by witches um, by saying, oh, this is a, a sign from the authority saying that somebody in our ranks is clearly, you know, uh, losing faith. So we got to punish him. Uh, you lack over of there. Devotion. Yeah, lack of devotion. So he points the finger at Spider Dude quickly like, you know what? I heard you. uh I heard you doubting a couple of days ago. Yep, that's it. That's it. Come get him out of here. Yeah, get him out of here. (laughs) And I was like, dang, the flip real fast. But like they're losing control of the North. He's losing control of his own council and trying to hold on to it by just making shit up. And like clearly everybody else in the room also doesn't know where he's getting this from. Yeah, but are they going to question it now? Exactly. Now that one dude's gone. Hey, I don't want to be next. You know, my demon's a little squirrel. Like, don't stomp on it, bro. <laughs> you know, calm down. We I, I, that I was the that. that was the high point. We had four demons in that scene. That was very. You fancy. counted four. I counted two. Because there was the gecko, the spider, the little bug, and then the guy on his right had a demon, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah. See, I only saw. Oh, the, it was the rat. The, it was the rat. I saw the rat and the gecko. That's it. You missed the bugs. I, I saw the spider because you can't miss a spider climbing on somebody's hand. So. Well, the other one was like flying around the dude as they were leaving. 
That could have been a room fly, Emma. That's his soul. How dare you? That could have been a room fly. Nobody knows what that was. What if you get what if you had like one of those electric fly swatter things and your demon was like, oh, pretty light. That would be terrible. And then Do you they die. adhere to animal instincts? I don't know. Oh my I, I so don't many think questions. so, but you never yeah. know. Okay. I wonder if there's a world out there where your demon is like something totally different, like just household objects. That's terrible. Just like a nail I mean, file. Exactly. Exactly. Or like a stapler or something like that. What's wrong with cra- you? That'd be crazy. Is it your red swing line? That'd be, wow. Anyway, <laughs> that'd be cool. I want to see some some different worlds like that. Hopefully in so season as they're, three. As they're leaving, uh... The Cardinal does ask uh, Fra Pavel, who is the only one who can read the alethiometer, to find out where the fuck Mrs. Coulter went, because he does not know. True. But of course, it's going to take Fra Pavel two weeks to read the alethiometer. So then that means we're not going to see them for the rest of the series. Uh, for the rest of the season, I should say. Until they, uh Yeah. No? But Mrs. Coulter is leaving for her, her fancy meeting in her fancy new suit, uh, and leaves her demon behind. Locks him in a room, well, not locks him, but just like closes the door on him. I'm guessing locks him because he could have just unlocked it or something. Uh, but yeah, the demon looked like uh, what's going on here. Start panicking, start you know so clawing upset. around the room. Uh, and Boreal, for some reason, didn't seem to know she can do that. He did not. He did not. He is immediately like, uh, where's your demon? Yeah. That was interesting. I didn't think that I thought he knew more. Again, love with the idea of her. He knows nothing about this woman at all. I, but, okay. Uh, she she heavily implies, you know, she's like, well, surely you've encountered a woman with self-control before. Have you, how, you know, how have you not seen witches before? So she's implying that the same way that the witches are away from their demon is the same way that she's away from hers. Yeah, she could be a witch. You That was you episode one. It was, yeah. That was you. Episode, you were like, she's a witch the and whole he, season. Yep. And we're I, not I mean, going back to this. I feel like, I mean, I mean, you know, actually with more evidence now because of uh, old shaman dude who had his uh, demon far away from it. But he's not from this world, though, again. He's so not. that makes, yeah. So yeah, she's a witch. We're on we're it. Not Let's move on. Let's move we're not on going forward. Back to this. She's a witch, untrustworthy she witch. Meet, uh, <laughs> she goes to meet uh, Mrs. Malone, who is me like um, doctor, doctor. Okay, so, okay, so this is big. This is huge. Yeah. This is this is this is gigantic, yes. and this is what I got, especially with the scene after after this. She's yep. for the first time meeting an actual independent, accomplished free, accomplished woman for her entire life that she thinks that's what she is. She she thinks that she's just big and accomplished in her world when somebody that isn't at like royalty status or high in, in, in the church or high in any type of business off the rip just is like doctor so-and-so like, hey, mm-hmm. let's, let's put some respect in my name. You know, this is my title. Somebody that didn't have to probably go through a bunch of hoops and, you know, Kowtow I mean, to let's a whole not bunch pretend that our world is perfect for women in academia. Let's not it's, act it's like not, she was totally it's fine. It's not. It's not perfect. But it's not but, as bad but m- as more in the conversation when she was like, "So, what papers did you write? Did you have anything, you know, on mm-hmm. your your studies?" And oh, you can face, write papers Wilson, in this world. Ruth Wilson is a great actress because her face 
as soon as Mary starts asking her, you know, what, where did you get your doctorate? Uh, what papers have you published? Yeah. And you just look at her and you're like, oh, this is awkward. All these accomplishments. And then she just bounces. Exactly. All these accomplishments that I've done, you know, uh, 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 what's her name? Doctor uh, Mary Malone. All these accomplishments I've done, you know, are being spat out like with ease. Like, yeah, everybody can do this. And you're looking like, what? Like, this is normal here? Like, why haven't, you know, and, and I didn't initially get that. it. What, oh, what, you didn't get it until the later. You didn't get you didn't get it until her conversation with Boreal later. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I was just like, that was a really powerful scene right there. Yeah. Then it's a very powerful scene. But before we get to to her uh, feeling inadequate, um, Mary fully rats out Lyra to this woman who just says she she could be anybody. She could be anybody. Um yeah, very true. And Mary, you've you've had like four visitors in the last couple of days <laughs> for a project that wasn't even like being shown interest from anybody. But all of a sudden, in a couple of days, you got a bunch of interest from a couple of different people. You should be a little more cautious and suspectful of people. You mean suspicious? No, I'm gonna go Is with that, that word. Is that what you were going for? We are in a uh, free world here, Emma, wow. where I can say what I want. Sure all right? we are. Sure we are. But uh, Mrs. Coulter tells her she's an experimental theologian, which was weird of her to offer up. You would assume that she would have realized that's not a thing here. But she I was about doesn't. to say, I don't know what that is. It's what they call physicists in in, oh. in their world. So it's, okay. essentially anything that you are studying when you're studying science, it has to do with the church. It has to do with the authority. So it's like a couple episodes when I was talking about how at that observatory, they have all the scientists and then they have the one guy from the magisterium who makes sure that all of their discoveries go back to the church. And if they discover okay. anything that doesn't go back to the church, it doesn't get out. Okay. So the closest thing they have to physics is experimental theology. Okay. And that's as far as you're going to get from like. You know, that's that's as close as you can get to anything that doesn't immediately have to do with the church, because, you know, even if it doesn't automatically appear to be theology, it's experimental theology. So it's still connected. Um, but even Mary asked her, she's like, how like what what exactly is the intersection between uh, theology and science and cultures like every like where does it not cross? It's yeah, everything. it's just it's, you know, it was just more eye opening of like, oh, crap, like. My world is drastically different. Just a from little. Your world, for sure. But Mary catches on because she starts trying to Google uh, Mrs. Coulter and cannot find anything on what the hell. It's funny because she types in um, experimental theology and the Google result comes back with, Did you mean metaphysical theology? Hmm. I didn't even catch that. They're like, That's not even a thing. Metaphysics, yeah. I think, might be what you're trying to find. Interesting, but she and uh, then the I mean, cave starts yelling at her. Uh, it didn't yell at her; it just conversated with her. Conversed? Nope, conversated. This is a <laughs> free world again, <laughs> Emma. Geez. Uh, but yeah, it just out of the blue, you are to be the serpent. Which uh, okay, I, I, exactly. She's like, uh, all right. You want to? So it tells her. It tells her you are to be the serpent. You have been preparing for this as long as you have lived. Uh, you must make a journey that starts at the Hornbeam, or that starts at Hornbeam. Basically gives her a street. Uh, and then it's just giving her all these instructions, you know. Deceive the guard. 
walk through, you know, walk through the entrance or find the entrance, I think, walk through. And she's just like, okay. Really? That, yeah. That all sounds, that all sounds great. And then it just shuts down. Yeah, said, I'm not going to talk to you in this world ever again. Boom, yes, that, gone. yeah, that's the part. Yeah, so this is the last time we will speak in this world. Yeah, um, yeah, I, so I got, I caught the, on to that. In the last episode, I had mentioned that the conversation that she had with the cave doesn't end where it ends. Um, this is all the same conversation. So oh. the conversation she had last episode, this is where it continues and keeps going. Um, and then it, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, they split it up. And it doesn't just shut down. She has to destroy it. It tells her, you know, the last thing it tells her is you have to destroy all of this work and leave. Like you can you can't, you know, you're not you can't leave anything behind. Oh, I wonder why. So she has to go through and destroy all of their hard drives. She has to undo all of the wiring. She has to uh, break the entire machine and then take all of her notes so that nobody can rebuild it. She has to go through and break everything that she built herself. Oh, okay. Uh, Which is a little lame that they were just like, power down. That makes sense. I was like, no, you left out the whole thing where she has to destroy her life's work. Um... I'm trying to think of how believable it would be for her to just listen to the disembodied voice and to destroy her entire work. Because this kind of seems like the disembodied voice told her to kind of more explore what she's working on already. You know, I mean, the disembodied voice also told her to, like, leave her whole life behind. And she was like, yeah, that sounds cool. No, she just said her journey is going to continue, basically. Like, she's mm. uh, uh, she's already in search of more information on this stuff and if the disembodied voice tells her kind of where's the next part of your journey going to lead you then yeah she's gonna go but well, to- and the implication in the book is also that if she doesn't leave it her work will be used to be turned into weapons because oliver her lab assistant at this point is still involved and so then that's what they so should have done don't, then. yeah if you don't destroy it it will be used it will be turned into weapons and like it's you have to get rid of all of this so that nobody else can use it yeah, they should have leaned on that because they've already kind of leaned on that, how she doesn't want it to be used for anything like that because she's, you know, turning down defense contracts and stuff like that. Like, she's not interested in, you know, yeah, just so becoming... It says, it says, your work here is finished. The last thing you must do in this world is prevent the enemies from taking control of it. Destroy the equipment, do it now, and go at once. And that's the last thing it says to her. Hmm. Yeah. And she's like, all right. Uh, it's a big act of faith. I just saw a line that they left out that actually changes things, but I don't know if they're going to address it next episode, so I can't say anything. Good Lord. It happens every time. It happens every yeah. time. So everything that you think is left out is just going to happen at the final episode. That's all Apparently. Gonna it's going to be the longest episode in the world. It's just going to be one giant exposition. That's so in the middle, be. I guess. So in the middle of all of this going on, Will and Lyra are kind of preparing for their their little heist. So they've been uh, trying to cut windows, trying to test out where things are. You know, we we want to be close to the road, but not you know too close to the house. We don't want to use this window because he knows where it is. We don't want to do that one. And then they're exploring. They uh, hear a little bit of a, a little bit of distress from some of yeah. the children. They they hear somebody screaming, and uh, we kind of get a conclusion to uh, last episode with the the young gentleman after he lost the knife fight, uh, getting you know snatched by the specter. He did indeed and, got got. And uh, they rush into the eye uh, the alleyway, and they see the two little girls um, 
you know, sad and crying and trying to quote unquote wake their brother up. What's his name? Uh Tulio. Tulio, yeah. But no. And Tulio's gone, bro. He's just staring at a brick wall, basically. So this scene I mentioned last episode how like in the in the book, like they actually see Lyra there. They know that it was her fault. Like that's why they're mad at her. They realize so like it was immediately like, how are they gonna know? How are they gonna know who did this and be mad at them? Um, apparently it's because Lyra's just gonna offer that information up for no fucking reason. I mean, they kind of got the idea if if No, they if didn't they know were shit like, until Lyra said, I'm so sorry, and she said, You're sorry, you did this. I Lyra didn't, didn't she... have to say anything. She said, I'm so sorry. And then that's when Angelica caught on. I was like, you are a stupid, stupid kid. If I you mean, hadn't said anything, they would be... not have known. It could have just been like a remorseful, I'm sorry. People say I'm sorry all the time for things no, that they're no, not the responsible no. for. So, Well, then when I Angelica mean... actually asked her, you know, you did this, she could have said no. Because nobody fucking saw you there. Yeah, but the knife is gone. And now look who's got it on their hip. She didn't see it. She li- she asked him. She asked him if he had the knife because she didn't see it. Well, and he, he said told her I, anyway. he also to that said, "I'm sorry." I'm like, you guys need to he's, stop apologizing. He's stop will offering the truthful. up this information. No, fuck you he's, and your stupid will the he's, truthful. He's, he's will the dumb. truthful. He cannot tell a lie. He is the he is the ultimate good in the story. You know this that. This was them writing themselves into a corner because they needed to have the anger from Angelica. And her sister, or her her brother, her sister, and but they had changed the previous scene, so it didn't make. So they had to they had to do something, and that's what they had to do. And I was like, it just makes them look dumb. I mean, they're kids. Y'all wrote yourselves into a corner. And who is most <laughs> likely to lie about the shit that they don't want people to know? Kids, kids uh, to other kids. I yes. don't know. They lie to make themselves look better, or to you know, yeah, like to not make themselves look like a murderer. No, because she, uh, apparently she's comfortable with murderers. What are you talking about? That's not a bad thing for her. But that will play out later, I guess. I'm I'm hoping it won't just end there because she gave her the look back like, I'm going to hurt you or get you. What did she say? Kill or get? I couldn't hear she her. She said, uh, I think she said get. I think she said, we're going to get you for this. Uh, yeah, we're going to get I'm you I'm pretty sure this. in the book she straight up tells her we're going to kill you. Okay, so let's just go um, get the mob of kids that they had before that was trying to gang up on the cats. And that's the other and, part of it, is the whole mob of kids was there. The entire oh. mob saw what happened. Oh, well, not this time. This time yeah, is going to be hearsay. So, yeah, so it just, I don't know. It was just one of those where, like, they wrote themselves into, into a corner and then had to put in something that didn't make sense. Like, your character apologizing for a thing that nobody knew that they did. Mm. Whatever. I was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this okay. is because again, when you talk about your character that's so comfortable with lying that she'll lie about literally anything, Lyra, Lyra, yeah, if she had I any mean, way to tell them that it wasn't her fault and like she had nothing to do with it, she absolutely would have. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> there Mary, are more important we things. <laughs> we cut back to Mary in her house reading a Bible. Uh, which I don't know where she got that uh, notion to go there to get more kind of an insight on what she has to do, you know, or or what the the disembodied voice told her. Or I well, guess yeah, maybe she's, because she she's knows she's about angels. The serpent. Yeah, 
Okay. Well, and All she right. has that background where she was a nun. Like her life up until a certain point was entirely about church. And yeah. so when you get somebody that comes talking about experimental theology and you have this computer program that you've made that's talking about how they're angels uh, and they're angels of vengeance. And they tell you you have to be a serpent. And she's like, all right, let me go see what the Bible says about all this. Yeah, okay. Because everything is kind of biblical around her that's happening so far. Right. Is that what she's thinking? Yeah, it's just kind of something, I don't know that, I mean, she doesn't turn to her Bible in the book, but you kind of get the, the the feeling that like, okay, angels, she's she's seeing things. She's seeing things that, that she did not expect to see. But her sister, her sister. comes, her yeah, sister her comes sister. in and they basically just have this scene just, I guess, to to tell us that Mary's leaving and that she's leaving for quite some time and doesn't know where she's going. Yeah, that's, that's really it's really just to establish that. And it's just, I guess, to establish that she has a family, because that's something that you don't see in the book. Like she's not having chats with her sister or her nieces and nephews who don't exist. Yeah, um, But now it doesn't even like. Doesn't even matter. matter. Where she's gone. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even matter. That's so I thought it was going to play out a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe they're going to. I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. All right. Baby. That's it. We just uh, we we've got we Mary's just leave it there. For a couple scenes, and yeah. now she's done what she had to do, which I guess was be a wall to talk to. There's got to be dialogue. like some type of behind the scenes info would like why they chose that like why they chose to add that in there i would assume it's just to get more screen time for mary and to get more dialogue with mary because a lot of it like is the stuff when you're reading a book you're reading their inner monologue so you don't need them to have another person to bounce off of oh okay okay i I didn't know they did their inner monologues well, I mean, it's, you know, when you, it's first person. I, well, is it first person? Anyway, you're reading from the point of view of Mary, so you know what she's thinking. Okay. Which you can't get in a visual medium. What, what is what I would assume that is what the, the show is kind of trying to do. Um, and then we get to the, the scene that you were talking about with Boreal and Coulter. And she's visibly upset. And it just, it again, it goes to show he doesn't know anything about this woman and because he gives desires. the most man response, the most male response. She is like upset about this. And he's just like, you just need to calm down. You just need uh, to relax. What did he Bitch. say exactly, though? No, what did he say exactly? Because he said something to the to the uh, point of when he gave her the drink. Um, I can't remember. I should have. He basically just told her she that. needed to relax. Like, don't worry about this. This really isn't important. Uh, but he and then when they're when they're talking, he still just cannot see as clear as like why this would be so upsetting to somebody, right. like why this would be upsetting to her. Like this she's talking is about, a she culture had, shock. She had the the highest scores of anybody in her classes, and yet she was denied a doctorate because she's a woman. She has published papers, but only when she would agree to put a man's name on it because they would never publish a woman, like. She has never been allowed to be what she should be and what she feels she should be and what she's deserved. And she just thought that's how it was. She's like, I accept it because that's how it is. That's just how the world works. And then she comes here and sees it's not how all the worlds work. And he just is like, there, there, pat, pat, have a drink. Because he's got his his own, like he's got this dream desire of what it is. Because isn't that where he talks about how, uh, why he kind of acquired all this Basically, you know, 
And she's like, this is the same scene where she's like, even if you got me, you wouldn't know what to do with me, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's because he's it's talking just, about how he's been a collector and he's 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 built a business and he's become a whole person here. And she she kind of implies she's like, oh well, I'm assuming that you just want me to be another one of your collections. You just want me to be another one of your treasures in here. And, and she's not wrong. He's right. I mean, she's right. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's what it is. You know, he tries to say it in a different way. Of this is you know, a life we could share. Shut the we fuck could, up, yeah, dude. he's trying. Yeah, and so it's, it's like I said, it's he doesn't know the person he's in love with the idea um and again i thought i'm like that's just a realistic thing with a you know that you would put into a character that's cool um again like i said i don't i i like it and don't like it i like it for the writing and the storytelling part i just don't like it because i like my character to, mm-hmm. to be a little more uh well i mean, I mean she know. she kind of further illustrates that he doesn't understand her understand her as a person when she's talking about you know well what do you remember from my scandal with Azriel? like what what did you get from that and he kind of gives her the the same thing that everybody got where you know he seduced her and she was the victim and she was left the grieving widow with a child out of she's, wedlock she's weak that's exactly. what he basically said he was like exactly. you were the weak one these things happened to you without your you know uh, you know, without you have no you. fault. Yeah, you're yeah. no fault to all this type of things. Like you just because you have no mind. You're a woman. These things happen to the, the weaker of the sexes. So, yeah, and no, I, I got I got that fully. Um, That's why Boreal sucks? Nah, he's still yeah. suave and debonair. No, That's, he's so sexist. This he's is so this sexist. is the way he comes from a sexist world. I whatever, mean, whatever. That's why, hopefully, in the later episodes, when he's uh-huh. lived more around our world, you know. He's clearly been there for decades. But all his decades have been working towards what? Whatever. He is, he is well aware a of how dream. A freaking dream is what he's mm-hmm. been working towards. Nothing. That's exactly what he's been working towards. And hopefully, with the crushing of this dream, that he can, you know, break free. And be like, you Was know it what? crushed, I, though? Was it crushed? Yeah, it was, it was crushed. Did you see the scene where he leaned up against the wall and did you and see freaking... the scene where she leaned up into him? He was still he we'll was still sitting. We'll yeah, there. we'll get there. But yeah. I think it it was a little crushed. But uh, Lyra and Will are in all of this still just kind of deciding where they're going to go and how they're going to do their little heist. Uh, and they figure out where they need to be. They figure out where. Okay, they're like we're at his house, you know, but we need to get lower because we need to get into his basement. So they go into the lower rooms in the tower, and then they're like. She's like visualizing a room on top of a room. She's like, okay, if I'm here in this world, then I'm probably here in this other world. And I like this. Like they're kind of realizing it's that one-to-one correlation and you can open a little window, check it, close it, open a different window, check it, close it until you find where you need to be. Yeah. You should have also then just realized that, oh, if I can open up a doorway big enough on my arm, I can pretty much pull anything out of it I want to. So you kind of, you get that in this one. In the book, he opened like he has to open a full window and actually walk through it and look because they don't know where the alethiometer is. In the show, you can look through the window and see it on the couch. So you're like, yeah, just reach and yank, yank it. But yeah. he had to actually enter the room, look for it. They knew, quote unquote, where it was. They knew what cabinet it was in. And then when he w- looked in it, it wasn't there. So he has to look through the whole room, which is how you end up with them um, hiding behind the couch and kind of stuck in this room while Coulter and and Boreal are there. And this, right now, 
It's not until just now that you find out that Charles Latram is Boreal. And we find out that Charles Latram is Boreal in the show, everybody. <laughs> That's what happens. This is yep. the big moment because Lyra comes, you you hear, you know, Will is is kind of looking through this thing and then he hears a car coming. So he gets back on the other side of the, of the window and Lyra comes running up and she's freaking out. And she doesn't, you know, and he's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're going to get us caught. What are you talking about? And that's when she says, you know, this is way worse than we thought it was. The person with him is my mother. If she sees me, she will kill me. We have to go. You know, we got to like, we got to, this is a problem. And that's when she, it clicks for her. And she's like, I didn't recognize him before. But now that I see him with my mom, I remembered, you know, I saw him at that party. It's Lord Boreal. And she's like flipping her shit. Mm. Okay. And then, um, you know, you kind of get, get that this, in the show, like, though. You don't. You don't. Because they decided to put Boreal in last season. One hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they that's kind of how you end up with this uh, scene that is much shorter in the book than it is in the show. So in the book, um, Will is kind of stuck behind this couch and is like can't move anywhere because if he moves, they'll see him. Um, but he, he needs to get the alethiometer. He can't go look for it. And you just have to hear this conversation uh, between Boreal and Coulter. And again, for the fourth time in the book, Asriel's plan is fully explained. Yeah, not here though. Uh, we get a tidbit, though. Um, are we on? The, are we on the heist scene right yes. now? That's where we're at, right? And Lyra's at the front door. Yes. Okay, so uh, Lyra's at the front door, chopping it up with Boreal, saying Will's on his way with the the knife. Um, Coulter's watching on the moving pictures screens. Um, and real time moving. Yes. Images. Real time. Yes. That's, that's correct. He did. You know, he had to make sure that's clear. Um, Will is trying his, uh, worst stealth impression to <laughs> get the alethiometer off a bad. couch and didn't see the monkey, of course, which was my first thing was like, where's the monkey? Come on. Come on. But, I mean, he wouldn't know, of course. You know, he, he wouldn't know. Um, so when he grabs for the alethiometer, the monkey snatches it first. And he, uh, of course, getting the attention of Mrs. Coulter, he tries to do his heroic thing. He's like, back up. The monkey's going to attack type of thing. And she's like, yeah, Dumbass. I know. <laughs> I know it's going to attack. And so uh, does he yell for Lyra? Uh, he does it a certain, like, once she starts coming down the stairs, he's like, we got to fucking go. But no, what makes her run past Boreal? Uh, oh, I think she hears the commotion downstairs. Like, she hears, like, the monkey screeching and. Okay, yeah, so yeah. she rushes downstairs and she, you know, Boreal locks her in down in this, uh, this museum looking basement that they have that Boreal's made his, his man cave, basically. Um, and they kind of have a two on two. Little tag team fight, uh, uh, conversationally, we'll say first. So this is what I was saying. When when she confronts her mother and uh, Coulter is like, you know, here's the alethiometer. You know, it's yours. You can read it. I can teach you how to use it in uh, other ways. Um, I'll even tell you what your father is all up to. That's where I thought she was going to give more. That's why I said a tidbit was more because she says she's going to give up that information so easy. So I was like, okay, here we go. Finally, they're going to be like... Asriel is trying to, you know, connect all the worlds together to make one super world or something. I don't know. And um, yet, nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, we got nothing. Got a little 1v1 versus Will and uh, 
uh, Boreal, who plopped his snake just on the floor like it was nothing. I'm like, you better step on that snake. Uh, he does know that it hurts them. So why wouldn't you? I guess maybe I mean, just fear of snakes. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. some people like you fear spiders, right? But he picks up, he picks up the little trinket and he's like, I'll cut it. I'll cut its little head off. You don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't he's know why. Like, I'm going to start cutting stuff. Then he cut it and it was just like, whatever, bro. Like, I mean, Bora okay. was clearly upset about it. He, he flinched at it. He's like, God damn it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so you have him trying to fend off Boreal and trying to just yell at Lyra like, "We need to fucking go. Whatever's going on with you right now, we have to we have to leave." Uh, and Lyra and Coulter have a bit of a moment, and you get that same, you know, that same jerk forward, and Pan kicks that monkey's ass. I'm sorry, could have happened in season one. Literally, like, Pan. This is thing. the shit you've been waiting for. Could have turned into, what does she turn into? A Wolverine or something like that? Or Pan and just jumps on the monkey and starts beating the mess out of a monkey with with ease. With ease. Fully kicking his ass. Drops Coulter to her knees and Coulter looks like, okay, this is unexpected. This is new. Um, But before she did that, she tells her not to go with Will because he's bad for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I caught that. I caught that too. Like, no, I think it's all a part of that old world stuff. She's sexist <laughs> as well. I think that's the same thing. So I'm like, it's just engraved. It's this is old people. This is just old people. Old. Well, I mean, world also, talk. Will is the one actively pulling her away from where Mrs. Coulter wants to go. So of course, she's going to say he's bad for you. Yeah, but Coulter is like she's still in that mindset of the other world. She's still in that, like, I'm going to be the one to teach you how to succeed because this is success in my eyes of of, of navigating around these this male-dominated, uh, you know, world. As opposed to the world Will's from where you can have uh, Dr. Malone, you know, and stuff like that. So it's just, it's old world thinking, you know, of, hey, nah, this dude will, will put things into your mind that aren't true when yeah now they are you can be whatever you want as a woman you know there, there's no restrictions so there's no magisterium I mean, there's, there's some there's some restri- let's not pretend like we live in a sexism free society let's not pretend that let's it's pretend. the magisterium <laughs> type of thing all right let's let's all right if you want to so mrs coulter has that like she tries to have that mother-daughter moment of like oh you're so much like me. You're so much like I was at your age. They have this moment. And Lyra's just like, I am nothing like you. And sick them. Yeah. Yeah. And then and we then get to fight. And does the thing that's exactly like her. Uh, yeah. So they're exactly alike. They're Which again, exactly this is alike. not something that happened in the book. So they, they're, they're, this whole epic fight that, that is brewing in here is uh, adding Do you never television. get it? No, you never get a payback scene. Really? Not like Hmm. this, like and not at this, like at this point, you're not. That's not where, you know, how things are going. She and Mrs. Coulter are not interacting at this point. The other thing that the show leaves out and that would have very much changed this fight in their favor is that Boreal whips out a gun and and visibly clicks the safety off while he's looking for them. What? I'm I'm sorry. How did they <laughs> escape in the book? Because they weren't stuck in a room with him. So Will Will is able to grab the alethiometer because so basically Boreal takes it out and is like, hey, I have this thing and presents it to Mrs. Coulter and puts it on a table and he's able to grab it 
run back through the, the run back through the the window because Lyra is throwing rocks through a window to distract them. The only thing that happens is the monkey notices him and starts to run for him, but he closes the door. And then he goes back into a different door to find Lyra because she's outside still. He has to go and get her. Uh, and they left out that the cat came back because the cat is what ends up saving them. Wow. Because the the monk the you know Coulter and Boreal are outside. Boreal cocks his gun is like ready to hunt down some kids, and the monkey finds Lyra hiding in the bushes and goes to get her. And the cat jumps in and saves her life and gives them time to run back through the uh, back through the window and close it up, and they're good to go. And then the cat is just stuck in the other world. Well, that's the world that it's from, because it okay. had, it had, it had yeah, gone it was, into yeah. that world with Will, and so that's how the cat gets back out into its own world. Okay. Okay. And scene. <laughs> it was a lot less yes. dramatic, minus the fucking gun. But like I apparently think apparently he needed, was ready to just shoot some kids. I think they needed that. If that was going to be the climax of an episode, yeah. there wouldn't have been nothing, you know, crazy in that episode that would have happened then. So they they, they, they needed they needed that. Will to fucking hit Boreal right upside his face with a vase. With a very expensive vase, it looks like. Excuse me, a vase. You don't know. Maybe it was like Excuse a me. paperweight. In the in the room, everything in that room, room is expensive. <laughs> everything in that room is super expensive. You know it was. It was to impress a woman, so it's yeah. super expensive. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, they make it out. He closes up the window. Monkey face plants into a display case. Yes, Hilarious. hilariously. Yes, <laughs> yes. It was that very was funny. good. It was very good. And then Reminds that's kind of that's where things kind of calm down. They go back to their world. Lyra makes coffee. They have a little moment. Um, she says, when I heard Boreal hurting you, I wanted to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly there's some, uh, connection there. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're partners now. She's also partners like a crime. child. Yeah. She is okay with murder. So that is true. <laughs> yeah. But she starts telling him a little bit about Mrs. Coulter. So he's like, you know, that was, that was your mom. What the hell? Uh, and they don't go into it. Obviously, there's not really a way to in, in this medium, but, you know, she starts telling, like, sometimes she can appear so nice and you really, like, you just want to believe her. And she has that quality about her, just the way her, the way she looks, the way her voice sounds, the way she talks. Like, you just want to like this woman and, and you want to believe everything she says. And Will is even drawn in this in the same way. Like, when he can't see her and he's just hearing her voice, he's, like, enraptured by this woman's voice. And then he sees her for the first time and he's like, you know, she's gorgeous. Like, I'll, you know... She's clearly, you know, she's just looking for her daughter. She's just scared. Like, I, I want to help this woman uh, before he kind of snaps out of it a little bit. And and I Lyra's could... kind of imparting that on him of, like, you you want to like her and you want to believe her, but I know that I shouldn't and I know that I can't. What, that's, um, with that type of description, I can see the movie choice for the actress. Oh, um, Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman, yeah. Because yeah. I can see that. Like, if you just gave me that description and said, pick somebody in Hollywood, you know, then you could be like, oh, yeah, maybe Nicole Kidman's good for that role, you know? But okay. And, no, I mean, no no diss to... Um... Ruth Wilson. There you go. Ruth Wilson. <laughs> I love her. She's so good. I've only seen her in Luther, so... And she plays the exact same character. <laughs> she plays the exact same character. So, this is... It's interesting to see her in these two different roles. But nah, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Coulter, um, I can see that. I can see she that. She just yes. has that air about her, and, and it's it's what's helped her get where she is because she's just so good at manipulating people, and that's just and what she's honed. 
Yeah, it's from the the old world, and even after the scene, you know, when uh, you see the two defeated, you know, uh, <laughs> elders there. Yeah, of like, oh no, we lost. You know, well, we can't go into that other world to go after them because specters are there. Which he, when he says that, she doesn't like. What's that? So does she know what specters are? No, she does because he has to explain what they are to her. She so she's explained. Bef- he's explained beforehand. No, you literally see him explain what the specters are right there. Yeah, but like, I you know. Somebody tells me, you're like, oh, we can't go there because the, you know, jibber jabbers are there. I'm going to be like, what's a jibber jabber? Instantly. Like, instead well, of just, did. A, I didn't hear her say, what's a specter? She kind of, yeah, because she looks at him as, as she's got that kind of like, you want to explain what the hell that is? Uh, and then he does. He's like, oh, there are these things that will kill you. And from the inside out, they take everything that you're assuming. Like, he gives her the whole spiel right there. And again, though, why she so gung ho is like, oh, yeah, well, we can just go in there and still do it. Like, no, he just told you about something that will kill adults. Last time I checked, we're both adults. They can well, kill she us. Has, well, she has that moment of, of she makes the dust connection immediately, which it's weird that he didn't and that no one else has because it seems. I'm sorry, I haven't. Well, I mean, besides that, you know, at a certain age, you know, it, it, it kills you. But like, I don't. I don't. Just that there's the, some. You know, she 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 sees that there's some connection there. Dust and that that she knows of um, kind of settles on you when you're an adult and doesn't really settle on children. And you go to this other world and suddenly you have this thing that does, you know, kills adults but doesn't touch children. Like there's some sort of property there that's similar. Mm. Uh, and that's when she kind of has, you know, she's like, oh, well, once you understand something, you can master it. So I don't know what the hell she's thinking. Okay, because this, again, is not in the book. Uh, yeah, this whole this like ending conversation. I don't know uh, what they're doing, but uh, yeah. And then she's getting a little, she's getting a little flirty, flirty. She's like sliding on over. She's like, "Oh, you are useful to me again." Let me Which slide I on over saw here. coming from a mile away mm. when they when they put it back on. I was like, "Now we know his weakness, and she does too." And yep. and watch watch how she plays it because that's weak ass man. <laughs> That's how she gets, you know, anything, you know, like you, you know, she, she's okay. Yeah. So, okay. What we'll see how long it takes, you know, for him to get out of it. If he does at all, you know, so he's got to see that there's no hope in it and just be like, yeah, whatever, dude, I'm rich. Let me go and enjoy my toys now. We'll you know? see. We'll see. Maybe he's an idiot. Maybe he's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, we had we had their conversation. We had Will and Lyra's conversation. She's talking about how she doesn't want to be like either of her parents. She'd like to be like Ma Costa or Lee Scoresby. So, no, she two days. Like you want to no, know a, a cowboy cosplayer. So really? How dare you? He's from the country of Texas. Mm-hmm, sure he is. Uh, and Will says, you know, you don't need to be like those other people. Um, yeah. They should want to be like you, bro. No. Yeah. Should have just you should have just said no. Nah, you should <laughs> just be be yourself, Lyra. Just be yourself. That's all you, you got to worry about. No one sense. should I be mean, like she's Lyra. Twelve, you know. Yeah. So when you're, you're you're at the role model age of like you're looking at the people around you, looking at the adults around you, and who do you want to grow yeah. up to be? Yeah, 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 I get it. She's impressionable. I, I understand. Um, Will is also twelve. He's got his own role models. He's almost a man. First he's of all, twelve, and he's trying to pep talk her in this time. You know. And this crisis time, basically. So, yeah, wow. okay, Will. 
you know, he's you being know the good guy. Who doesn't need a pep talk? Mary Malone does not need a pep talk. She's got she's, it handled. Yeah, she's. Uh, she goes to she's, deceive the guardian. <laughs> yes, is that, what she that, was told to do. <laughs> and that's the guardian. You know what? He probably gets paid a certain amount of money, but if somebody were to tell him he's the guardian, <laughs> he would feel a lot better about himself because it literally is just a guy sitting in a chair, guys. Well, you like, feel it was better not if anything. it was in the book. It's an actual cop. <laughs> Okay, because this is, was like a this was like a concert a security. This is all it was. Did he even have a weapon? I think he just had a walkie-talkie. <laughs> That's know. it. He but you know what nothing. they left out is they left out Mary Malone making herself a fake ID to get past this guy. She takes her her lab assistant all of her pain. She takes his ID, pastes a photo of herself onto it, takes out the R so that it's Olive, which is a more normal female name, relaminates it, and that's her identification to get in. For for what though? Like with what company is protecting it? Is it still Boreal's company? So it's it's held by Sir Charles Latrim, but it's not like it's not like a, you know, Latrim security. It's just it's a cop who's who's okay. uh, who's who's holding this area that's that's cordoned off. And so she walks up and she's, you know, you know, I, you know, I have clearance to be here. I'm from the lab. I'm Dr. Olive Payton or Dr. Dr. Payne is, is, is what they know because Dr. Payne at this point is still working with Boreal. Like he's still actively trying to get this contract with Boreal. Mm. Uh, And she's just like, Hey, I'm Dr. Payne. Sir Charles Latram had me come out here uh, to see what's going on. And he asks her, he's like, well, do you know what's in there? Cause he's just standing in front of this tent. And she's like, Nope, but I'm here to find out. And he lets her in. Yeah, I mean, it's fine with the way they did it on the show then. But you could have had know? a whole montage of her, like, making an ID. No, you didn't need all that. That is exciting. That's fluff stuff. That yeah, but I love it. Stuff. But I love it. She waltzes up to him, and she's like, you know, I'm supposed to be here. And he's like, where's your ID badge? She's like, I left it back at work. And so I can't just go in? And he's like, no, of course I can't. She's like, all right, I'll call Chris or Charles. I'll call Charles. Charles. And then he's like, oh, you, you know, Charles, uh, Mrs. Coulter, that's you. Which I don't understand why if you run a security company, uh, you don't have kind of like a updated list of people that can go through and a picture of them. Um, it happens that way for my job. I'm just saying, you know, uh, so. Well, apparently you're a better guardian than uh, the I. Guy. I, I I guess I am, and he lets her just walk right on in. Uh, not even a second question. Not even a call. My security, you know, my supervisor, real quick. Like, hey, I got a Mrs. Coulter here. You know, you want to come and double check or something? But whatever. Well, I'm uh, these. I'm I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. Clearly. So uh, she walks right in. She sees the new portal uh, that she's never seen before. I mean, and she walks right through it. Without a second's and, hesitation. And she is in Chitagatse, and that is where we leave her. Yeah, yeah. Not as climactic as I wish it would have been. I mean... Did you want specters behind her in the tower in the background? Is that, is that climactic enough for you? Something. This seemed like another scene. Like, I was waiting on what was going on next. And like She we, just walked into another universe. I've seen it before, though. Wow, That's but she hasn't. That's special. I'm saying there's nothing special. You make it seem like, You're oh, we've never special. seen it. That's incorrect. You know that already. But we've seen walking into different universes before. So, I mean, it wasn't, okay, walking into a different universe. But it's whatever. a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> if she gets killed first thing in the, in the next episode, 
then it's a big deal. Wow. We only have two episodes left. Two episodes left. You started the podcast that way. I did. Bring it full circle. And, ah, so now that's how you're ending the podcast. Wow. wow. What do you think is going to happen in the next two episodes? Okay, so we're going to get a gigantic meeting of the minds when everybody meets inside of Chittagatse from Boreal uh, to um, Coulter, Ma- uh, Malone, and uh, the two children. You know what I really do think? I do mm-hmm. think when they go over there, Boreal is going to die in this next one. Oh. He's kind of served his purpose, and he's he's not going to get his goal of doing certain things like what what more does he have you know what i mean i feel like his storyline has run its course and clearly he's an antagonist so and we got two episodes left like okay i can see him i can literally see him getting killed like maybe a a specter is coming after them and she pushes him in the way uh Because and not like a thing like, oh, I'm trying to protect him or protect her. Like, no, she's clearly going to use him for her own means. And that's going to be a way to get around it. So, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. All right. And at some point, they need to reveal Azrael's plan. Yeah, in two episodes, they will. Four times. Four times it's been explained in the book at this point and there is so much happening on side stories that they haven't even touched there are whole characters they have not introduced that should have been introduced 150 pages ago that are so very important season so, three people then. I but it can't be it they have it has to be the last episode of the season there are certain things that i think they have to introduce this season in order for or, it to make sense. But it should have been really. three episodes ago. So the next two episodes are very important, then, is what you're saying. Yeah, they should be. Because there's there's a couple... I can already... I know the highlights. I know at least three big things, two or three big things that will happen um, in the next two episodes, just because they have to, and it's just the timeline of it. And then they have to find some way to tie in these side stories that they're either a leaving for a big reveal or B cutting out completely, which then doesn't make the third book work. So you can't cut it out. So I guess they're just waiting. That's interesting. You keep saying they can cut things out and it won't work, but we'll have to find out. So, okay. Book readers know what I'm talking about because they know where the story goes and they know what's missing at this point and what in the third book, which is when you get to the end of a trilogy, that's your climax. There's no there's no more time after that. So when you get to that point, you have certain things that need to have been introduced in order to make the story work. You have A, B, and C that have to be there so that X, Y, and Z can happen. Have you talked to other people that have read the book that are Just watching the show actively? Just your mom? I think my okay. mom is the only person I know that's read these books. I, as far as you tell me right now, she's the only person that listens to the podcast as well. So again, potentially, hello. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, that's that's where we we'll be back uh, next week with. Oh shit! I've already forgotten what the episode's called. I just had it. Episode Ooh. six, which is called. I don't have it anymore. Wow, that was. I, you want to talk about anticlimactic? Yeah, there it is. I mean, fits this. This fits the episode. So, how dare you? First of all, a lot (laughs) happened. Malice episode six is malice. I was really hoping you weren't going to find it, and you were just going to close out the show on it. Malice. We'll see you next week, everybody. Uh, All three people that are here, uh, have a good one. And uh, look at that—we didn't talk for two hours. Look at us. Look at us. Wow. Look at us. Bye bye.